T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, here's Wiki, Gresh, and Keith on WEEI. Well, Brownie the Elf, how are you, you stupid little midfield-looking weirdo logo thing in Cleveland? You're going to get a good look at him today, though. you got oh, three yeah. hours to stare yep. at that guy's face. Good grief. Uh, it is WEEI Football Sunday. We're here to get you game ready for the Patriots and the Browns at 1 o'clock. Uh, early injuries in terms of the Patriots and the Browns. We've got Nelson Aguilar and Jonathan Jones, who are out for New England. We have Jadavion Clowney and Denzel Ward that are out for the Browns. I don't know who wins in that scenario. Feels like it might be a push all the way around, I guess. But those are the players that have been uh, ruled out early on. Mac Jones is still questionable, as predicted on Gresham How about Keith. that? Yeah, this what is the trend. What are they for? I had, well, no, the, the, uh, it's just the trend. He went from being out to doubtful yep. to questionable. That's and right. He's probably out today, but yep. we'll see. We can obviously yeah, discuss he's, that. I, I think he's definitely going to be out today. They brought up Garrett Gilbert to be yeah. the number two or three quarterback. Garrett mm. Gilbert and... Um, uh, he uh, Garrett Gilbert and someone else got elevated. Little Jordan. Oh, Lil Jordan. Lil Jordan right. Humphrey is back. <laughs> that was quick. So I know. Just uh, he's one of those guys. And then Uche. Not that it really matters, but he had already been ruled out yeah. Friday afternoon. I think so. He's still playing for the enact. Well, no, not today. <laughs> so for the actors, we have, we have at least three. It might be worse for the Browns just because Nelson Aguilar has kind of played his way out. Oh, right, really? I didn't even know he right. got hurt. Yeah, right, he got hurt last week, but it was like all the other receivers that kind of stepped up. So Jonathan Jones is probably the one real loss for the Patriots. Where for the Browns, I mean, it's a starting corner, Denzel Ward, and when he's right, Clowney. Can when be a he's pretty, right, yeah, there again, you go. When he, How about Clowney's this? capable of some big plays. Jones versus Ward, Ward yeah. bigger loss. So yeah. We'll just leave it yeah. at that yeah. because Jadavion Clowney and Josh Uche, uh, that's a push. With Jonathan Jones out, does that mean uh, your boy Jalen Mills now slides back to the starting corner position? I think, yeah, Mills and Jack Jones probably right. are your two guys. Because I wonder if they were trending more towards Jack Jones being the full-time starter and Mills... Maybe. You moving him around? Uh, I would say maybe when moving Jonathan Jones into the slot mm-hmm. and then moving Mills outside. Yeah. You know? But who who knows now? Yeah, now, right. So Damian Harris hasn't been officially ruled out, right? He, he a- has not. According to uh, Ian Rappaport, and in fact, Rapshe tweeted out about seven hours ago, right. Jacoby Myers is listed as questionable and is expected to play, according to a source. Damian Harris, who has a hamstring, will work out before the game to determine his availability. Rapsheet wrote, playing would be a surprise, but not impossible. Here we go. So He's the, not playing. The two Alabama guys are just waiting around, messing around with Harris and with Mac Jones. But again, 1130, right. we'll know for sure. But I'm guessing both of them are out. I would think not, yeah. considering that we didn't really hear very much about Damian Harris this week. I know he didn't. I don't think he had any media availability. And 
Again, it's a running back with a hamstring injury. Kevin Harris, I do believe, Mm -hmm. got popped up on Mm -hmm. the 53-man. So you have enough running back depth, I guess, to be able to survive. But we all knew going in it was pretty much going to be a Ramondre day, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but that's a big loss for Harris because when you look at it, it, Harris was kind of the guy trending in the direction of, you know, he had more carries than Ramondre. Mm-hmm. But now with him right. being hurt, now all the load falls on Ramondre, and God forbid he gets banged up. I know. I well, know. that's the problem, right? Is yeah, because I don't if, think Pierre Strong's ready for this. I don't think Kevin Harris is. It didn't seem like it, at least during preseason and camp and everything else. So can Stevenson right. get 25 carries, three catches, be on the right. field for a ton of snaps? That's We'll see. And, and, and he didn't have to worry about mm-hmm. that with, with Harris. And that becomes now he becomes the guy who's going to shoulder the load you know, from beginning to end, even on you brought the good a uh, good point, Rich. Even on third down situations, because you don't have a Ty Montgomery, you don't really have that third down back. He becomes that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you got Matt Patricia managing not only what would be a rookie quarterback and Bailey Zappi, but if Ramondre went down. That's a whole lot of juggling uh, guys in and out of the lineup for Matt Patricia to be able to call plays. We will get to the Patriots, uh, how they will attack on offense. We got your fantasy football covered. Tom Kern will be with us at 11 o'clock. How the uh, Patriots deal slow down the Browns running game. Uh, at noon, we're also going to uh, – we have a game for Wiggy that Keith and I did the go. other day. All right. And uh, we'll do that at noon. I don't want to let you know because we don't want you to do any advanced work on this. All right. You know, I love games. Love yes. The game. And uh, all the bets for you as well on what is a very big week six in the NFL. There are some massive games that we will be able to talk about. But, guys, let's walk backwards. Wiggy, the Patriots uh, rolled over the Lions. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your big takeaway from last weekend's game now that you've had a week to marinate on it? Uh, I would say how uh, Zappy looked. As the starter in a position where he didn't go out there, he didn't make many mistakes. I mean, they didn't ask him to do a lot, which I don't think they asked neither quarterback to do a lot when they're out there. But it's about making you know making the right decision. So my biggest takeaway from watching him in his first start against a NFL caliber team. Now, granted, it is the Detroit Lions. He went out there, he didn't make many mistakes, and defensively. They were able to hold, I don't care what people say, they were able to hold an offense that scores 30 points a game to zero. So they did a good job on the defensive side of the football. Yeah, that was my biggest takeaway was that I think we can trust this defense against bad quarterbacks. Right. And there's still a bunch of bad quarterbacks in the league. So, you know, Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers, the two previous weeks, that's going to be tougher. That's going to be tough for anybody. Right. But the old, wow, Bill Belichick versus Jared Goff thing, well... That's legit. Like that's still, seems that, to be. that still checks out. And when you're facing guys like Jacoby Brissett or or Justin Fields or whoever else that are coming up on the schedule, I think there's reason to have a lot of confidence that the defense is going to make those guys look like bad quarterbacks. Right. I, I think for me, it's uh, this is a front runner team. Meaning that they need the lead. Get the out. lead yeah. really matters to them. We saw what happened in Miami when they got down seventeen nothing. We see what happens when they get up sixteen nothing at the right. half. And I think if you're playing close, it's still okay. But you can't get tilted. You can't get down really two. I would even say two touchdowns. Like down ten. All right, maybe. Mm-hmm. But even then, you're starting to get a little wonky. You know. Whereas in the past, it would be like, 
Well, you threw three interceptions and we're down uh, 17 in the first half. Well, here yeah. comes number 12 and Belichick and Big right, O'Bango during really the matter. game. Not this year. This no. team needs the lead. More often than not, they need to play with that edge. Well, well it's th- funny because this Cleveland team has blown big leads. Right, right? They've right, had right. a couple of double-digit leads, but you wonder, are, are they capable or are the Patriots still capable of doing that? Because the two leads were the Jets where it was just a crazy kind of weird a finish, went especially, wrong right? Yeah. It was... You know, bad special teams play and a couple of deep balls there. So that was just a collapse at the end. And then the Chargers, who I think we all know they're capable with their right. quarterback of, of coming back. So. And their coach of, uh, of uh, letting a team back in the game <laughs> well, as that, well. A little, bit, a little bit of both. But so the, <laughs> this team, even with their good running game and, and with Nick Chubb, they've had these leads and haven't been able to snuff them out because, again, we looked at it all week, Rush. They, they sh- should be 4-1. and one. They should be. And, Jermaine, I want to ask you because uh, you played for the Patriots before they were the Patriots right. in the year that they became the Patriots, but otherwise it was, oh, my God, this team almost moved to St. Louis. You were with the Jets. You've been on teams where uh, – what is it about the Browns? Like, to Keith's point – and they should be four and one, right. but they found a way to browns their way to two losses. What is it about those kinds of franchises where they can't get rid of the stink of the past? Because it feels like mm-hmm. if the Browns are in a close game, they're going to give you plenty of opportunities to either right. get back in it or win it. It's simple. It's the guy who was under center. I mean, you look at you look at franchises that have that stink on them, and you're like, oh my god. It is about the quarterback, and they have never been able to find that guy and develop that guy. So to me, that's the biggest thing when I look at the Cleveland Browns. Their best quarterback over, what, a 20-year stretch has been Baker Mayfield? Yeah, right. For sure. I mean, it's probably even longer than 20 years. Uh, Yeah, probably since the team. You can go back to the the mid-90s, yeah. Right. Since since they got the team back, he's been the best. Right. So when you start to look at these teams that – that that they just that stank is on them. It's the quarterbacks, right? I mean, think about we looked at uh, like a team like Buffalo, mm-hmm. you know, and and trying to find who was that next quarterback until they found Josh Allen. Yeah, they so, had a similar list. You right, know, they, they was pretty crazy, but then they finally got the guy, and they settled on a head coach up there too. Finally, I think it that looks like, uh, it, like right, and yeah. that's another thing with the Browns right. is they've had almost as many head coaches as quarterbacks. It right. feels like, yeah. but I, I I think if you look at what might be the most important piece, the coach or the quarterback, I think if you get the quarterback. Yeah. Then you can maybe take a coach that might be oh yeah a decent coach and and turn a franchise mm-hmm. around. That to me is the biggest thing. Look at the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals kind of had, had that loser tag with them too. Right, Even though they yeah. actually made the playoffs right. when the Browns, they still have sort of like a oh you can't win in prime time, you can't win in the playoffs. Right, it's like how good can this until like, you know it was yeah. Marvin Lewis and Andy Dalton. Yeah, like, yeah, all right, you know. Yeah. But now when you start to look at these franchises that are really the Jets, they're another one. Right, mm-hmm. you know, take it's another a, kick in the can. Of it, it, coach it, quarterback combo. It is right? about the quarterback, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. If you don't have that guy, then you become a team that is just like, mm-hmm. Oosh. yeah. Yep. It's just amazing how the Browns manufacture ways to uh, ways to lose, and we'll see if they're complicit in their own demise coming up at one o'clock. Again, if you're just joining us, uh, Mac Jones is questionable. Garrett Gilbert elevated to the fifty-three man. No Nelson Aguilar, no John Jones. Uh, just quickly on no Jonathan Jones, is it, uh, do we start to see Marcus Jones a little bit get some reps? He's really been the return guy. Yeah. Well, I think Jack Jones has played his way into the lineup. I, I, I don't know because isn't Bryant the guy who gets those reps? Yeah, and it shouldn't be. I think I'm kind of well, done with yeah. Bryant. Well, but if you they know, give, it has been. Right, right if they're giving I, Bryant right. the reps, then that means 
they must not feel confident enough in Marcus Jones if they were right. if they leapfrog Marcus Jones with uh there's so many Joneses on this team. <laughs> I know, right? Jones and Harris, that's all you have. <laughs> if they leapfrog Marcus with Jack Jones, yeah, yeah. doesn't that tell you something? Well, is it uh Wiggs that they maybe don't want to have two rooks on the field at the same time at the at the corner spot, which no. is way maybe they went with Brian first, because I know that it kind of started with Mills getting dinged up and then even when he did come back, I think in that mm-hmm. first game he was limited to 39 snaps or something like that. Is there anything there on having both of those rookies on the field at the well, same time? Well, there could be, but I'm talking about when they went with Jack Jones, why didn't they go with Marcus Jones? Jack Jones was drafted after him. You oh, see what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, but I think I he's a, he profiles more as the outside guy, I think. Who? Jack Jones does. Oh, and yeah. Marcus is more uh, more inside. That's, that's Marcus Jones, say, you can put yeah. in your pocket really, a little bit of a guy. But I wonder, you know, I I'd really have to look at this, like, because even with Jonathan Jones, Jonathan Jones. Well, Jonathan Jones was always an inside guy, right, and they but, kicked him out. So do they really look at, when they draft corners, they don't draft yeah. and go, okay, he's an inside guy. I think they look and go, okay, we're going to start you as an outside guy, and we're going to see yeah. how you progress there. The only point I'm trying to make is that, Jack Jones is the guy that seems like as a rookie that yeah. they're going with oh, yeah. versus the guy that they drafted ahead of him. So that must tell you that Marcus mm-hmm. might not be ready. Does uh, Jack Jones remind you of J.C. Jackson a little bit? A little bit. In terms of style of play. Yeah. Confidence. Feels like they, He's got a bit of confidence. Oh, a bit I of like. confidence. I like that. And it feels like if he didn't rob a Panda Express, he might have been like a second rounder, and we yeah. would have viewed him very differently. Well, it's true, because he already got, he got booted out of Southern Cal, right? Landed, That's right. Ended up at Arizona State, so I'm sure some guys looked at him and were like, eh, we're not right, going to take him too high. And so even in the fourth round, there was sort of that idea that, hey, maybe this guy could turn into something. And right away in camp, he kind of jumped out, didn't he? He was like one of the guys, like one of the rookies that everybody was talking about. Like right. keep an eye on him, and so far that's kind of held true. Bill can get Bill figures it out with cornerbacks. You notice that yeah. he late fig- round guys, not second round guys. Right? No, 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 no. <laughs> is that you talking about Razai Dowling? Well, Razai Dowling, right, Cyrus right. Jones, that, and that is Dawson. a good point. Like the second round is just like a big whiff, but uh, like undrafted guys, undrafted late fourth round, round guys. Like that's he's his made it, it is weird. Like the second round is where they'll try to roll the dice on yeah. getting like Terrence a fir- like first like, round yeah. talent and yeah. having them play up. Yeah. Right. Sort of like a Christian Barmore, right? Mm-hmm. Like where it's like, oh, you look at him after a year and you're like, damn, maybe he should have been a right. first round pick. Right. But it's funny, those second round corners, they've been all busts. Mm-hmm. But right. in the second, like that, that's where they found Gronk. That's where they found certain guys who've been able to play up. But yet you have a fourth round corner and they almost have a better chance of playing than the second round. Maybe the corner. Patriots should never draft in the first, second. <laughs> Just round. trade all those picks like yeah, the Rams. Trade them. Yeah. Just never draft in the first yeah. and second round because it seems like you do a better job from round three yeah. to seven. Uh, so uh, we're going to get to how will the Patriots attack the Browns on offense today. It is managing Zappy. We'll uh, touch on a little bit of the uh, good stuff they did offensively last week. Got to deal with Miles Garrett, which is a big deal, and we will touch. On to fantasy football at 1045. It is Gresh Keith, and we, we're here with you on WEEI Football Sunday. We got you until 1 o'clock. Here's our guy, Ethan. He is ready to trend. Merloni, Fourier, and Mego. Weekdays, 2 to 6. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now here at WEI and WEI.com. Week 6 of the NFL here, and the Patriots are getting set to take on the Browns in Cleveland at 1 p.m. The Browns are currently sitting at minus 2.5 favorites with the over-under set at 43. And a big trade rumor going around the NFL right now, as Ian Rappaport has been stating, the Panthers are at the very least fielding calls about potentially trading running back Christian McCaffrey. I'm sure it's going to be quite the haul to move him around, but his status with Carolina is up in the air. 
In the college football world, number six Tennessee with a massive upset victory over number three Alabama in a wild contest that ended on a duck of a field goal, 52 to 49 at the end of the fourth quarter. Fans went all over the field and even took the uh, field goal post with them up the stands. It was a pretty wild sight. And then for the Bruins, they have defeated the Arizona Coyotes 6-3 last night, advancing to 2-0 on the season. A.J. Greer had a couple of goals late in the third period, allowing them to run away with the game in the end. So a good start for the Bruins so far this season. But that is it for me. I'm Ethan Hurstadulu, and that's what's trending here at WEI and WEI.com. How many yards will the Patriots run for today against the Browns' bad run defense? That's next on WEI Football Sunday. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Patriots Cleveland, 1 o'clock out in Cleveland. Wiggs, how many games you play in Cleveland? I think Cleveland's a toilet. Uh, yeah, Cleveland's fine. Cleveland's where, you, where, do you come, where, where do you come down on Cleveland? I, I don't mind that. I Thank mean, you. I, I, yeah, it's, it's fine. I like that. It, it just, You know, everything's right there. Yeah. It's kind of it's like, nice. you know, you know, everybody always craps on, and I, and I went there for, like, the first time and actually kind of walked around the city. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Detroit. Yeah. Really? Yeah, See, I've never been. I just I've heard bad things. Because Detroit, the st- yeah, but he grew up in Eastie. It's a big difference. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. A like, white kid from New Hampshire versus somebody in Eastie walking through Detroit. Like, oh, these tall buildings. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Oh, oh no, that but- guy got shot. No big deal. Well, I was looking at like so you got the Red Wings, the Pistons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Isn't Lions. That Auburn Hills though. Isn't that like not even? Oh no, they get they everything's I, downtown. I think they moved now. it. Got yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, everything is like it was down- supposed to revitalize downtown. How'd that go? I don't know. <laughs> and it's pretty cool because the water's right there. So Cleveland, I played in Cleveland. Their stadium's kind of like right on the water, so it gets cold there too. But I think mm-hmm. everything in Cleveland is right around is downtown too. Well, the one thing that Cleveland can't do is stop the run very well. That has been proven this year. Jadavion Clowney is out. He's one of those guys up front. Uh, So it kind of feels like same sort of thought process as last week, right? Lean on the running game, manage Zappy, try to get 20 throws, feels perfect. It's exactly the same game plan. Yes. And you look at the other side, and so it's it's a little bit different because – 
Uh, Swift was inactive for Detroit, and Nick Chubb is playing like the best running back in the league. He's so, awesome. So it's more of a challenge, I would say, on both sides, right? Because the it was the league's worst defense in Detroit. So Cleveland's defense is better, but it's not great, mm. and they've been giving up a ton right. of yards on the ground. And then offensive, it's a little bit different because I know Detroit was scoring a ton of points, but I don't think they had anybody individually like Nick Chubb. Quarterback, kind of a wash, maybe slightly better in Detroit than it is even in Cleveland. Well, in Detroit didn't right. have DeAndre Swift last week saying. either, so that's, so a, that's, that's a, a big, big help. Difference. So I think it's a it's like a step up. We had Andy Hart on this week, and I think he made a good point to say for Bailey Zappi, it's sort of like a like a slight step. You're not going from you know Detroit to Buffalo or right, Kansas right, City. Right. It's like right. a slight uh, more of a challenge, but again. You just won twenty nine nothing last week, so there's a lot of room right. for error there to sort of take on this. And you're gonna have to deal with uh, with not Damian Clowney, but Miles Garrett. Yep, right. But Better it, than what Detroit has, right? And it, it, but it almost feels like what it's like, Bill. Again, you it's like every Georgia play you swing and miss on. You had you got Nick <laughs> Chubb, and we're talking about the so Andre Michelle, Sw- Nick Chubb. Swift, oh, right? Swift, right? So, uh, but when you look at this game, I think that uh, you're gonna face a team now that can really run the football. Like, let's see. What you could do. What, let, let's see which team, because this is two identical teams, right? When you think about defensively, mm-hmm. I, I think you're better on defense mm-hmm. than the Cleveland Browns. But you run the football. You're, you're not asking your quarterback to do much and, and go out there and make a ton of mistakes. And so now let's see which defense can slow the run down. Because mm-hmm. Cleveland's ru- rush offense is ridiculous. What are they? One ninety something on the ground? I think so. It's pretty or one eighty something. It's in that neighborhood. Yeah. One ninety two. Yeah. yeah, because yeah. they uh, they've. There's no question. They pound it. They can run it. Uh, in in terms of uh, how the Patriots are going to attack on offense, is the key matchup today as crazy as it sounds? Is it uh, Trent Brown against Miles Garrett? And is it easier to deal with Miles Garrett Wiggs because mm-hmm. you don't have a guy like Clowney on the other side, and they really don't have a big interior defensive lineman mm-hmm. that is a disruptor? So does that make it, I don't want to say easy, but uh-huh. is it easier for the Patriots and Matt Patricia to scheme it up to be able to throw different things at Miles Garrett to keep his head on the swivel? Well, it's easier when you know that, okay, it's just one guy and the other guy is not there on the other side or the other guy is inside because now you can chip if you want to. But the thing that the Patriots are going to do, they're going to run the football, right? Yeah, oh yeah, for so, sure. So Miles Garrett isn't just going to be able to pin his, air back, his ears back and say, all right, let me go get this quarterback who's going to throw 35, 40 mm-hmm. times a game. Mm-hmm. So you're able to limit him in that way. And then the way that they run play action, it seems like they're running more play action with Zappi, that just slows Miles Garrett down anyways than just putting him in shotgun and saying, all right, we're going out here and we're spreading the field and throwing the football. So, yeah, it always helps when that player doesn't have a guy on the other side. And I think that's what kind of hurt Matt Judon at the end of last year, right? Uh, yeah, they start doubling them. They start, over there. They start yeah. chipping them. They start sending an extra guy his way. But now you got Dedrick Wise opposite him, so that makes it a, a lot easier for the uh, 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 let's say a defensive player mm-hmm. to go out there and say, okay, you can't just double me. Yeah, the Is, Browns have nine sacks in five games. Uh, three of them from Miles Garrett, right? right? And then you know Clowney has a sack and a half, and he's out. So I mean, again, it's if you're just running the ball that. They kept Zappy clean, right? Zappy didn't right. get sacked once last week. No, in fact, Detroit. it's one of the things in terms of the the whole managing Zappy that maybe they did the best, which was he never really had to throw out of a dirty pocket. No. If it did get dirty, there was room for him to kind of step up a little mm-hmm. bit. And they were selective in the chances that they took down the field. 
corner. Well, again, every defensive back for Detroit got hurt or dinged in that game, but it felt like when the right person got dinged up, that's when Matt Patricia called a play to kind of let Bailey Zappi take a shot down the field. Right. And I don't know about the the health of the secondary of the Cleveland Browns. I don't know if there's a guy that they look at and say, okay, this is the dude that we can pick on. It more feels like let's control up front. Right. Let's more importantly, you know, Zappi hasn't had to throw out of the whole trash and the muck and the mire. If they can do that again for another week and make it easy on the kid, mm-hmm. that's going to go a long way towards winning. And is this the kind of defense that Matt Patricia might be in terms of right now in his career as an offensive coordinator best suited to go against just because of what he is, A, asked his young quarterback to do, mm-hmm. but also kind of what they've shown offensively, which is much more of the short to intermediate than the the longer stuff minus Mac. Yeah, well, you see, even with Mac, right, when, they, when you throw those, like their deep routes are easy throws. You got to understand the 50 50 balls, an easy throw, is an easy read for the quarterback. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> you're not asking him to, to hit 18 yard in routes mm-hmm. and those type of things. So it's like, all right, let me see what the coverage is, and I'm going to throw the 50 50 ball easy. I think what Matt Patricia wants to do with this offense is keep everything play action, crossing route. So your deep route is your crossing route or some type of routes in the middle of the field or, or that you know, quick curl route on the outside off a of play action and run the football. So this team, and Rich, you made a really good point. Thank you. When you look at this team defensively, they don't have to fa- – they they handle all the crappy quarterbacks, right? Yeah. So when's the next time you see them have to play a good quarterback? Is it Minnesota or is it Buffalo? Yeah, I mean, Buffalo, you're playing a great quarterback. Right. Minnesota, so, yeah, I would say good I think enough. Minnesota's yeah. a week before Buffalo, right? Okay. So your next real, real good quarterback. Yeah, it's those two. So you should defensively, it works out perfect for you. Yeah, you have a nice stretch here. You know, after Aaron Rodgers, it's like a six-game stretch where you're not really facing anybody. That's great, and I think that they can take care of that. Now, the, back to Patricia and, and Zappi. I wonder, inside the red zone, or when they have really good field position, are they just still thinking, well, Nick Folk's been kicking the hell out of it, so we don't want to screw anything up, and we'll get the three points. Or is that mindset going to change at all? And they're going to say, you know what, we need touchdowns. Because uh-huh. against Detroit, you didn't need touchdowns. You didn't need right. any touchdowns. The defense scored one that could have been it for you. But against Nick Chubb, I feel like the Browns are going to at least get on the board. Right. And it's how many field goals can you settle for? Because that's really, even when he took over against Green Bay, that was one of the things we're saying – yeah, it's nice that you went to overtime with Green Bay, but you kind of just completely took your foot off the gas. You're punting from the 50-yard line. Like, I'm curious if that's changed at well, all red, or if it's the same. Your red zone offense has stunk all year. All year it has. Well, it's been well, super conservative. Where has too. Hunter Henry gone in the red area? Because yeah, it doesn't matter year, whether it's Zappy or Mac. No, to right. me, that's play calling. Yeah. Right. So, so here's, here's a good conversation to have with the red zone. Is the red zone... More about play calling and designing and scheming up plays, or is about, or is it? Do you need that guy who can win in the red zone? Yeah, well, I mean that obviously helps. Like you have Mike Evans; it's easy to call a play for Mike Evans. He just jumps right. over everybody and catches the pass. But I feel like the Patriots have enough to score touchdowns. There are lots of average coordinators that find a way to draw up something yeah. in the red area. And let's go back to early Matt Patricia in the first couple of games. Remember when Ty Montgomery was upright? I think it might have been the touchdown that they scored in Miami. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We so it, yeah, and it was uh, ru- uh, put the running back in the flat to the left. 
then to the right, and then they came back and ran it. Or no, it might have been they did it to the right, then they ran it to the left, and when they came back to the right side, that's where Montgomery popped open, and like you said, he rolled into the end zone. To me, that was Matt Patricia saying, we know the flat's going to be open to the running back. How do we end up making it work? And it took him three play calls to get it right. right. But that is about the most inventive play calling we've seen in the red area this year from Matt Patricia. Right, but you also you don't, you don't lack the players. Like when you look at this offense in the mm-hmm. past, why was it successful in the red area? Because you had a guy like Gronkowski that could go down the middle of the field, right? And defense well, counter, had to work. counter to that would be Hunter yeah. Henry had nine touchdowns last year. Exactly. And they were all in the red zone. Yes, right. all red. And like they, to me, so that's why that's it's more, more of, about the play calling. Yeah, because what's different, right? You have the quarterback. Right. I know Zappi's played a game and a half, but whatever. The quarterback and the tight end are there. But now McDaniels is gone. Patricia's in. I feel like that's been a. And a you're not taking break. advantage of using Hunter trying. Henry, right? Where where you could flood, like you know, where, where you where you have a play where you work the outside, so the safeties have to stay out, and maybe you're able to take advantage right. uh, on the middle of the field. Very similar to the touchdown we saw Mark Andrews catch against yeah. us in uh, uh, on Devin McCourty, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's that middle. It's it's like that seam route right down the middle of the field, and the quarterback says, "Hey, I'm going to take my shot." Uh, against the guy, a, a linebacker chasing my tight end, mm-hmm. but you have to scheme up and design those plays. And I don't know, and and you, and you haven't seen that. Well, no. you got a six foot three guy on the outside that you're willing to throw a fifty fifty ball to in one on one coverage when the ball's on the fifty yard line. Yet when you're around the ten, you're not throwing it to the six three guy to let him try to win a fifty fifty ball in the end zone. It's like something changes when they get in the <sighs> field goal range because they're like, "All right, we have the three points. We got to keep right. the three points." Right. And, and and on the one hand, you're saying we trust our defense to to do well, and we trust the kicker to make sure he makes it. They're so afraid of the inter. Interception in the end zone. Like, they don't even throw the ball into the end zone. That's a lack of confidence. Because even the touchdown that Mack threw the first one of the season was a flip out to Montgomery who rolled into the end zone. Yeah, yeah. That was the Uh, scheme (laughs) while you were trying to get it in the flat. And then after that, Jacoby Myers was wide open, but even he had to catch it and then jog into the end zone. Like, I don't think they've thrown the ball into the end zone. So, like, that needs to change. It is interesting. Well, Hunter Henry joined Gresham Keefe on Patriots Monday, and he talked about the performance and the confidence of Bailey Zappi against Detroit. You know, he did a great job, very poised, um, a lot of composure, man, handled the moment really well. I mean, he handled it great last week and, you know, carried it over this week and, uh, you know, really proud of how he went out there and competed. Uh, so it's time to get Hunter Henry involved in the red area. By the way, John o. Smith is questionable, mm-hmm. uh, and that just hasn't worked out. I think a part of the reason why we had to have this red zone discussion is because I thought a part of the reason of having Matt Patricia – as the offensive coordinator, was to really be able to take advantage of the tight ends. And that should be even independent of which quarterback yeah. is in there. It's gone the other way. It has gone the other way, yeah. and it feels like John o. Smith is now going to end up being a big free agent flop. And Hunter Henry, like, if he had the red zone production like last year, we'd right. be like, okay, that's okay. I feel but like it Smith's just not hasn't materialized. Today, right? That's another one we didn't even mention like off the it. top just because if they're bringing little Jordan Humphrey back to the 53-man yeah. roster, he's kind of more of a tight end anyway. And Matt Sokol, I believe, is still on the roster. Uh, yeah, that's right. Henry. So if you need to run, he ended up getting a few snaps last week. He was like a so, practice player of the week or something, wasn't he? Matt great. Sokol? Yeah, like, great. take him. But, I mean, he's, do- <laughs> he's doing as much as John Smith. He's just not cashing in the same well, check. Well, there you go. Right. And so Smith will likely be another one those guys so this might be a week where they might not have any healthy scratches it might be every guy that's inactive today is hurt when do we get a fat guy touchdown they got six old linemen 
Do you see UCF ran? They don't really do that, do they? Do you see UCF ran a tackle screen? They brought in the sixth guy, and then they ran a screen with him, and the big fella got in the end zone. Oh, yeah. I think think Larjo's out in front of him, but it was pretty good. (laughs) See, I don't think you'll never see a fat guy catch a touchdown because anytime they get inside the five-yard line, they're going to just hand the ball. They're going to just hand it off. They use the fat guy. Hand it to a fat guy. You're going to throw it to one. Now, that would would really be something. It gives like Richard Seymour playing fullback. Because you think about it, they have six touchdowns inside the red zone five of them have come off running the football yeah so they're not gonna you know it almost seems like this is what they want to do i think richie brought this point up is i don't know if they have the confidence to throw in the red zone Mm -hmm. where it is like all right we're gonna throw it into the end zone they don't really seem to do that now this is also one of those matchups where i guess depending on score and time and all that you kind of actually just want them to run. Like, this isn't a game to scream about, like, let, let Zappy throw it. Like, actually, <laughs> right. they can't stop the run. You have a really good running back who's coming off his best ever performance. Like, right. give him the ball. Like, that's as long as the game is close, right? Like, and if it starts to get tilted, well, then, yeah, they better start chucking it a little bit. But as long as it's close, I would think Stevenson, like, this is one of those games where. I don't think you're going to be upset if it's run on first down, run on second down, and oh, you know what? It's third and two. Run it again. Like right. it might be one of those this, type of games. This, this I, I think we, I think we're learning with this team. Right, this team is always going to, for the majority of it, is going to keep the game close, mm-hmm. and then it's going to be, can they make those plays at the end right. to win? Whether they're playing, like it almost seems like whether that's against Cleveland, whether that's against the Jets. I feel like the Buffalo game. You might just not have enough. Well, and I think that's also why Patricia, not to make excuses for him, but that's one of the reasons why he is conservative, I think, because when you're going Good up point. against these matchups and you're saying, all right, Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi versus Jared Goff, like which one's going to throw the bad interception? Right. And say with like Brissett. And if, and if you manage it where they're just handing the ball off, you're like, all right, let's wait to the other side because at some point Cleveland's going to not hand it to Chubb and Brissett's going to throw it right to the Patriots and you're going to say, what the hell are we doing? Right. So you're just trying to win that little match, like that quarterback matchup every week. And I do wonder if there is a little bit of the, in the mind of Patricia and Belichick, let's let let's do what we do, mm-hmm. but let's also n- let's not show a ton of what we can do, meaning – you're going to need some stuff. You know, you're going to need some extra. I'll use a golf analogy. Different clubs in the bag whenever you're playing Buffalo or Kansas City or someone like that. And is that where maybe we end up seeing some of those red zone plays that Matt Patricia has had stuffed in the pocket? So, now, well, against Detroit, maybe. But if this yeah. game's close, it's like, right. don't say Well, you need like, them you when need you need them. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, right. That's what I would but say. But if you can keep from using them, can well, you, you save them, them for another in day? Baltimore. Yeah, well, Green Bay, they could have used a... And I also think that was the whole Zappy came just in. Just got thrown in Right, there. I yeah. wonder. Yeah, that's the... Right, the just got thrown in their game. But and now two weeks, like, shouldn't it be a little bit evolved? You would think so. Then? If yeah. you need to throw the ball in the red area to be able to get a win in the fourth quarter, then you got to let the kid do it. And, yeah. and But that's where you also need the solid play call. That would be the part of, of uh, Josh McDaniels. Where we would never have any question. It would mm-hmm. be like, yep, you know what? He'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Here it is the not sure. is the offensive <laughs> yes, coordinator still, capable of figuring sure. it out? What could they be sitting on? All that kind of stuff. It is the Patriots and the Browns. It will be at 1 o'clock. Don't forget the Six Rings postgame show will come your way right after the game with Fitzy and Andy Hart. And then we got Sunday Night Football. And then I got you until uh, 2 a.m. here on WEI through CBS Sports Radio. Oh, my God. The post, Whatever post, 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 post game. 
Right. With everything, well, it's more. It's it's going to end up being probably the uh, college football power hour. You would think, given right. what happened in uh, college football yesterday with Alabama losing to Tennessee, and you know now you're getting into the big SEC games. Notre Dame lost again. You really get Notre Dame wigs? Uh, no, I don't really. I love their golden helmet. So for me, <laughs> it, you know, it really, it really doesn't. You know, they don't really factor in. I just love watching good college football. And you brought it up. There was a ton of it. The uh, USC and Utah game. Was I good. missed that one. There was a ton of top twenty-five versus top twenty-five matchups. Yeah, once you get into all the conference sudden, play, loaded with Michigan it. and Penn. Michigan and Penn State is. I think the matchup now is like, okay, what's this Michigan-Ohio State look going to look like? Because yeah. Ohio State has been rolling, too. Uh-huh. Yep. You know, now now the Alabama, Alabama, even though they lose this football game, they're still in a good position. Yeah, because all these other teams lost their first game. Well, too. TCU beat Oklahoma State. That right. was big for the Big 12 yesterday. Well, Alabama, what they're going to have to do is obviously run the table and then win the SEC championship game, whether that's against Tennessee or Georgia, and Tennessee and Georgia play in two weeks. Uh, I know that uh, TCU, Keith, has a, uh, I think it's kind of like a spooky blood sort of themed uniform that, that they wear around this time of I year. Like TCU. TCU's got great unis. Frogs, oh, they do. Yeah. Yeah, they are, they're sharp. And uh, they're in the league that it looks like they can win. Oh, yeah, the Arkansas-BYU game. Right. If you had the over, you were good uh, about four minutes into the third quarter yeah, yesterday. A lot of good overplays, I right. would say, yesterday. 52-35 yeah. was, the, uh, was, uh, was that final. The TCU beat undefeated Kansas last week. So, I mean, you know, you look at TCU yeah. and you start to see, like, because – because when you have, I know it's, and I know we're talking college real quick, but now until you get the twelve playoff pitcher, yeah, yeah right. can teams like TCU and those other teams can they make a legitimate argument for that fourth no, the spot? The Big Twelve winner always ends up losing a game, and then you get the second SEC. So it's right. like the same thing every single year. I'll tell you what is going <laughs> to happen in this year's NFL draft. There's going to be a lot of corners and a lot of wide receivers taken after round one because there is a lot of talent out there. Oh, yeah. These teams are spread it out and either chucking it or playing by man-to-man coverage and you can see that the uh those skill guys are uh, are getting developed uh speaking of that who's up who isn't oh boy every week we say it it's a mess managing your fantasy football team there's so many players that are out today so much to update we will uh try to help you set your fantasy lineup next on weei football sunday All right, folks, if you need to set your fantasy lineup, first of all, good luck to you because it is uh, it is a mess. Rich Keefe is already getting uh, well, frustrated this, with one of his wide receivers. Yeah. I mean, what do you do with T. Higgins? So T. Higgins last week is questionable, and he's playing in the primetime game, but every sign was pointing towards him playing. Then he does play. And you're like, all right, phew, at least he's out there. Played a few snaps, and he's like, nope hamstrings barking at me. I want to go sit. So they sat the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. He scored zero points for most people. And so that was frustrating. This week he's questionable again. At least they play at 1 o'clock, so we'll know for sure at 1130, but uh, I don't think you can trust it. I think you got to find another option. Alright, so for the Colts, no Naheem Hines and no Jonathan Taylor in the backfield today. I mean, where do they go Oof. from there? And Matt Ryan stinks. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm starting to think that uh, that Frank Reich might be a part of the stench of that organization. Not that he's a bad offensive coach, mm-hmm. but as a head coach, it just ain't working. And he's uh, you know changed underwear three times since being there with quarterbacks, and the result feels this like is, it's the same. Oh, for sure. This is a huge 
kind of swing game, too. I know we're going to go around the NFL later, but the Colts against the Jaguars. The Jaguars coming off the loss to uh, Houston. Mm-hmm. So that's a bad loss if they want to be in it. And then Indy is just kind of like, I don't think they're very good. They but, are what they are. It's like three years right, in a row right. now. And 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 I had a, I had higher expectations for them at the beginning of the year, Indy. Mm-hmm. I thought they were going to be one of those teams. But now, now when I look at the Colts and I look at kind of the Patriots' schedule here before they get to – uh, after the bye when their schedule really uh-huh. kind of picks up. I just look at everybody that now they they should be able to beat all the teams that they're playing, but they can also lose. <laughs> you know, you know <laughs> right, that other part. Yeah, exactly. Right, but I but I would I think that they would be favored from here on out. All right, a couple things in the uh Panthers Rams game and I, I asked this more inquisitively. The Panthers are getting calls on Christian McCaffrey. It feels like that organization is going to do a little reset. They need to get that contract off the books. Mm -hmm. It is pretty onerous. If you are a fantasy player of Christian McCaffrey, does that embolden you to definitely say, I got to put him in the starting lineup? Or will Carolina start to maybe put him in bubble wrap a little bit to be able to save his trade value? I'd put him in bubble wrap. See, I think he's too good to sit, though. Like, you have to play him. And, again, if you're in a year-long league, you drafted him first, second, or third in your league. So you have to play him. You have to hope that, all right, they're going to – they're going to treat him like he's still on their team, and until a trade happens, he's going to play. Now, if you're doing the daily leagues, you have he's going to be so expensive, and if you fear that at all, it's then easy it's not to find somebody else him. and just go somewhere else. But, but in your year long... I think you're forced to. You can't sit your first-round pick if he's if he's playing. And I heard Buffalo's interested in him. That, that was would one be of the pretty fascinating. That they're interested in making a trade for him. And I think if you're Buffalo, that would be... You need a running back. That would be a yes. perfect Oh, they desperately need one. He would be... If they knew the guy could stay healthy, like that's yeah. the other part of it is. But if you're there's the a bills, real, don't well, you take a swing? Well, right. That's the thing. It's it's a real risk reward. I don't think it, he won't get a first round pick. No, he won't. I don't even know if he'll get a. It might be a conditional two, meaning like we'll trade you a three, but if he plays, oh, yeah. then you can move it up, kind of thing. Well, and then. Also working against him and Carolina is next year's running back free agent class. So if teams are trying to like, oh, we need a free agent, but we can, or we need a running back, we can wait till next year. Mm-hmm. Saquon Barkley's available. Oof. Kareem Hunt's available. Damian, Damian Harris, Harris is, is another guy. Uh, Josh Jacobs. Right, right. They right. didn't pick up the fifth year option on him. All right, and some of those guys seem like Tony could, Pollard, Miles Sanders. So it gives a bunch of guys. You that, can find, and a guy. those guys yeah, are yeah. those guys seem like they're affordable, except for maybe right. Saquon. But most of those guys. But to the point is, if you're trying to make a run this year, which is Buffalo. Right. right, there's a few teams that might say we can't wait till the off season. We need the running back now, and if he's available for a two or a three or whatever, mm-hmm. probably swing it. I know Dallas is not going to do this, but if you'll entertain me for a moment, okay. if you had the ability to acquire either one, if you were a Buffalo, would you rather have Christian McCaffrey or Ezekiel Elliott? McCaffrey. I'd rather have Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, because Zeke, well. Zeke is on the field more than McCaffrey. No, he's not. Injury wise. Oh, oh! I thought you meant like percentage of snaps. No, no, like no. McCaffrey doesn't come off the field. No, no, I'm talking about no, injury. That's like, the problem. Like Zeke, yeah. <laughs> right, so I'm talking about injury-wise. I don't know. Zeke's not the healthiest guy in the world, is he? He's more healthier than um, McCaffrey. And if you're going to Buffalo, you're now asking that player where you don't have to carry the load. Right, yeah. Zeke can be a guy. He's a part of a formula yes. versus being the number one right, dude. Right, right, no, right. And so just based off of the health you know, their health history, I would rather, because I think either one of those two guys, if they go to Buffalo, a place like that, uh, or even like a, you know, uh, I'd say like a place like Buffalo, yeah. mm-hmm. 
uh, or or maybe even Kansas City because isn't Kansas City potentially might be looking? For- Imagine if Kansas City got McCaffrey. <laughs> I mean, like no, but seriously, what Andy Reid would do with Christian McCaffrey? Edward Solaire's having a pretty good year, I think. Yeah, like, he's, yeah. he's kind of been all right. It's not but, an yeah, indictment but on that. No, no, no. But it would not. give him two guys to rotate, right. and it would l- allow McCaffrey and Zeke. To not have to be the load bearers. No, I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you on that. I mean, I'm I I like Zeke. I'm a little disappointed with the way Dallas has used him. By the way, uh, Dak Prescott, he is questionable with a thumb injury. He's not going to play, according to Ian Rappaport. Also for the Cowboys, C.D. Lamb. Uh, should play tonight, but he's dealing with a hip injury, which is never good for a yeah. wide receiver. Where you know you got to plant and push off mm-hmm. and stuff. Things like that. Bengals tight end Hayden Hurst. Uh, he's been balling too, Hayden Hurst. Yeah, well, he's got a groin injury. He is expected to play. Also, according to Rap Sheet, and we kind of joked with uh, Keith, T. Higgins, there's also optimism, it says. Yes, I'm sitting in. But after last week, <laughs> yeah, the team wants to see I'm him pregame. Them. Yeah, I uh, want to see him in-game is what I want to see. Uh, Hall of Fame tight end, living legend Kyle Pitts of the Falcons, uh, questionable with a hamstring. He's a blocker for them. They hoped it'd be a one-week <laughs> deal, uh, but he missed last week, and uh, I guess that's a game-time decision. And for the Rams, Cooper Cup's dealing with a foot injury. Tyler Higby's got an ankle. Uh, Aaron Donald in there as well. They're all listed as questionable and are expected to play. Uh, but apparently the uh, Cam Akers, the running back for the Rams, out for personal reasons, mm. and it looks like uh, they're going to start taking trade calls on Cam Akers. Right. Mm. So I don't know what's going on there. That's weird. But is Cam Akers really the, you know, I guess if you man, he burned hot for like a few games right? was it last yeah. year, and you're like, and oh, he's it. good. And is that a like, guy no. that if you're like a playoff team and you're like, oh, I can get this dude for a fifth? That's at least a little no. extra depth because, because of it, the championship experience. No, because if a playoff team is giving up on him, who who talk about a team that could be in the hunt for uh, McCaffrey? It's a, a good point, right. Wiggs. Yeah, is the Rams? If they're giving up on him, then what are they doing? And they need a back, so they could be in the hunt yeah. for um, uh, McCaffrey. They that need could all be... kinds of help all of a sudden, don't they? Oh man, when's Odell coming back? Uh, And speaking of big wide receivers, this is more of an update. Uh, Devontae Adams is unlikely to be disciplined by the NFL until the legal process concludes. Okay. He'll remain on the field until then. So that just means for Devontae Adams, uh, yeah, I can't show up to court till February there, uh, (laughs) Kansas City, and they can find a way to uh, string that one out. Coming to you from the Best Yet Brand Studios, we'll break down everything Patriots-Browns with Tommy Kern of NBC Sports Boston as Hour 2 of WEEI Football Sunday is next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 